it's your boy, Red Reggie, with an all caps, RED ALERT. If you're not all caps, you must be lowercase. Red Reggie has just been handed an emergency message straight from the Galactic Council. It seems as though your downstairs situation, yes, your specific downstairs situation, has been officially declared a void-wide state of emergency. Red Reggie will spare you all the gory details, but I'm seeing words in this memo like gratuitous, matted, genuinely and profoundly upsetting? Be the hero the Void desperately needs and get yourself Manscaped. Pretend the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is your very own Void Battlecruiser, sawing through the thick, endless darkness of the howling Void that is your bush, you sick freak. Why, you can be just like my new co-host, Captain Orion Starcross. Thanks, Hotshot. Hey, Voidfarer. You know, I may be a 3D, holographic, interactive likeness of a licensed multimedia property, controlled and produced by a guided AI system, but I understand the concept of body hair. When I boldly venture into that great unknown, distractions get people killed. Stay smooth. Stay ready. Plus, when Red Reggie uses the manscaped beard hedger to trim his stubble, your mother complains a lot less about the friction burn on her thighs. Yep, the only thing Red Reggie does give a fuck about is your specific mother's pleasure. Right now, listeners to the All Caps Bulletin like you can get 20% off at manscaped.com, plus free shipping with promo code ORION. That's O-R-I-O-N at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. It's all caps, baby. Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book 2, Fall of the Void. Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons space epic. Who's playing with me today? My name is Robert Lee. Oh, God. I use he and pronoun, and I'm playing Sandar Radnex, who also uses he and pronouns. Hey, y'all. My name is Bianca Phipps. I use they, them pronouns. <laughs> And I'm playing Hart, who also uses they-them pronouns. And my name is Carlos Almeida. I use he-him pronouns. And I play Rain Hall Winter, who uses she-her pronouns. Why have you done this, Robert? I don't know. <laughs> this is a bad idea pretty quickly. No, it's my favorite no, one. We stuck with it. We stuck with it. We got it. Jules. Uh, hi, I'm Jules. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 you're peeking. You're peeking. Oh, 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 I just peeked. Oh, I just peeked. Um, and I'll be your voice master this um, evening. Um, welcome to our ASMR podcast. Uh, let's check in with one of our... Uh, a, one of our friends who is loudly eating fried chicken into a microphone <laughs> and find out what happened last time. Vitals are strong. Maintain connection speed. And keep an eye on output. I don't want to blow the circuit. I know, Donnie. Sorry. It's fine. Just 
Be ready to push a synapse flood in case. You think they've been under too long? No, I'm just... I'm just... I want to be ready. I'm scared too, Birdie. Uh, I mean, Hawk. Sorry. You can call me Birdie. I like Hawk. What do you think they're seeing in there? In Heart's Crystal? It could be anything. I'm not sure anyone has done this before. I hope they get some answers. Heart deserves answers. They do. They really do. Donnie, you don't have to keep looking at me like that. Like what? Like you're trying to figure out what to say to me. But I'm still mad, but I already forgave you. Why? Because we're Donnie and Birdie. No matter what. I'm always gonna... Wait, are you seeing this? Spiking. All three. Something wild's going on in there. I'm gonna push. Hold. You sure? Give them a minute. Trust me. I do. So let's start with you, Hart. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously, you've gone through some ch -ch -ch changes uh, yeah. since we <laughs> since we last recorded, um, and I think they've manifested in a number of ways, uh, namely that you have access to a whole portion of your memories that you've never had before. Yay. Um, you will find that these memories aren't exactly vacuous. You didn't live like a long, sort of interesting sure. life. <laughs> oh, before. I'm just a little baby. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there you're not I missing I... much, but you are missing things indeed. Um, yeah. And actually, I want you to playwright a little bit for me. Um, what is like one thing that comes back to heart? Sort of how you engage these memories is you sort of have to access them. They don't like come mm. naturally to you as they would like an organic being. You sort of have to make the decision to kind of, kind of go through your back catalog and get to where these memories are. Ooh. Um, I think, I think Hart probably like searched through their early memories trying to like find a moment of joy. So maybe there was like a birthday party on mm. the ship while we were like out there. And so Hart is like remembering these like these like people and like the like sort of like birthday traditions and like little like confetti poppers and like blowing out the candles and it's like birthdays. Good. Totally. And now Hart, you know your birthday. Which is maybe something <gasps> that's birthday. never really occurred to you before. Um, no. I'm going to have this manifest in a, um, a gameplay sort of way by giving you access to an additional feat. Um, and uh, that feat is, yeah, whoa, indeed. Thank you. Um, Thank that, you. The feat is going to be skilled as Ooh. you have now Ooh. more memories of who the person you once were was is um you have access to more of your skills and abilities because of that um so go ahead and look up the uh, feed skilled uh because i could have looked it up for you but i'm i guess a but position. i am the librarian i'll do um, it i'll do it and uh you can make some decisions there on uh kind of how and maybe think about like why you have uh, skills that you don't remember yeah. thanks jules so cool cool <laughs> Hey, thank God I was here. For um, listeners at home, I did just look it up. I can read it out loud yes, to you please. if you're just like please. curious. Um, you gain proficiency in any combination of three skills or tools of your choice. Fun. Boom. Yeah. Nice. Boom. Boom. I, I'm going to think Beer. About it. Make beer. 
Beer. Beer. Beer. Did you think this whole time that you were some sort of like weapon system, but you were actually just a keg? (laughs) (laughs) That's a hearty ale. Hey, Hey. Hey. call him Heart. Heart. That's the first time Carlos has ever been funny. You know what? (laughs) Took ninety episodes or however many. (laughs) We got there. (laughs) Fabulous. Um, the rest of your time is going to pass by rather quickly. Um, you all had made sort of the decision to uh, um, attack Homeworld around the same mm. time this council meeting was taking place to take advantage of um, Hal's uh, needing to be in two places at one time. So to do that, I want you to make some decisions about how you want to utilize the assets you've acquired over the course of this whole game. So... Um, I will tell you kind of what you have access to. And if you want to do something outlandish with these, it might require rolls, um, but uh, you can kind of see for yourself. So what you have access to are the gobbler fleet um, from your rescue at uh, Planet Mimic, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have the renegade fleet who you've um, teamed up with currently. Uh, both of those are pretty strong military powers. Um, together, uh, they are quite a fleet, uh, qu- quite a force of power to be reckoned with. Uh, that being said, they don't necessarily get along with each other. <laughs> um, mm. The dwarves and the orcs have a long history of um, distrust, uh, so that might be something to navigate. Um, you also, uh, from your work with um, Tanya, have access to uh, some Dungeon One ships. Uh, so these are going to be uh, prisoners working on reform. Um, it's going to be a lot of like uh, guards that weren't turned over to the house sides, like guards that remained loyal to Dungeon One and I suppose your mother as well, uh, Rain, mm-hmm. um, as well as some of the uh, ships from Park Station. Uh, this is not a, a very militarily strong collection of ships, uh, but it does boast a decent amount of engineers and hackers. Um, It would be probably the smallest force that you've acquired. And then your other assets would be kind of the friends you've picked up along the way. Um, Oh my god. So, you know, you think of uh, uh, Durgan, uh, you have um, Cass, um, Cassiopeia, Um, you have uh, uh, Donnie and Hawk, formerly Birdie. Um, you have Rain, too. Um, so all of those friends that you've sort of, like, collected, made, made established uh, connections with uh, could also come in handy for you. Um, so those are sort of what you have on the table. Uh, the task at hand would be getting to Hal's headquarters, and you had already done some of this pre-work beforehand, uh, but you'll remember that the first thing you're going to need to get across is the Hal uh, blockade, which will be like a fleet of ships that just sort of um, stay in the immediate space around Homeworld. Um, and then beyond that, it would be infiltrating the city. You know, the only defense that you are aware of that the city has is a pretty impressive um, space uh, or Earth to space um, missile um, that would take out ships trying to land directly there. Artemis suggested some sort of diversion um, to allow uh, you to get onto the planet's surface. You also know that the surface of 
homeworld is tainted, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's, it's pretty uh, uninhabitable for most organic life. Um, and they also have a dragon. So I think that's yep. why <laughs> you kind of have stacked against you currently. If I've forgotten any assets that you think you should have, let me know and we can figure that out together. But um, you feel free to do this in character, out of character, but how do you want to proceed? Well, I do have one idea. Uh-huh. Um, I think if we used some portion of our fleet and uh, created a uh, sort of... If we, if we intentionally leaked a poorly encrypted message mm. stating that we were going to meet or maybe uh, build our force together outside of where we know Planet Mimic to be, we could sort of lure some portion of our enemies into that trap. So we could use some of our fleet to kind of facilitate luring our enemies into thinking they got the drop on us by catching our secret, you know, decoding our secret message. I like that. Yeah, I like it because too. Because we did promise the planet that we would send it food. <laughs> right, yes. And, and I'm not sure I'm not sure how aware of how aware our bad the bad guys are of planet mimic like what it actually is. Well, you do know that antithesis routed ships there specifically. Right. Um that being said though, that is something you could attempt. Yeah, we don't know if he shared that information with anyone. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, and I, with this new tool that with this new tool that my um, stepmom gave me, I might be able to sort of uh, forge the like fake the encryption, the like low quality encryption on the message. Yeah, right. You know, I think that that is a great idea. I also think that we can expand that if we confuse their forces, say some of them get a message that says we're going to be outside planet Mimic. Some of them get a message that we're going to try to disrupt the peace talks on Limbo. Um, maybe even some that are like they're turning tail and heading back to Dungeon 1 to reboot supplies. Mm. Something that would get their attention enough because they probably have... Do we have numbers on how big their fleet is? Uh, you do not. Can we get numbers? Uh, how numbers? would you go about doing so? Tanya. Okay, Tanya's <laughs> weight of the world on her shoulders. Um, sure, yeah. She just knows stuff. That's fair, she does, and that is kind She's of her so job. So I will have Tanya make a check then. Let's see. Um, This is going to be a difficult check. Um, Tanya will call this... Investigation? Yeah. Tanya gets a pretty high bonus to investigation. Okay, cool. Um, so you can reason that a sort of like an, a standard fleet would be about, and you know, I'm making shit up, of course. As of I course. This entire mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. But like a, a standard fleet would be about 50 ships. Um, Tanya estimates that between um, Hal and the Githyanki ships that have sort of um, surplused Hal's uh, fleets, they have about 200 ships that they're working with. Um, There's definitely going to be um, at least a sizable portion of that fleet that goes to um, Limbo. 
mm -hmm. uh, for the peace talks. Um, and there's probably also a, a significant amount of that fleet that is off doing whatever other actions Hal is taking. For instance, um, holding Bisteria. Um, so you will not expect 200 ships to be there at any given point, but that is sort of their military strength. Mm -hmm. And I ask this to Rain. Um, do you know if it is possible to hack into the missile system from space? Hmm, let me see. I'm like scrolling through my watch, seeing what's possible. <laughs> let me like, let me see what we have here. Yeah, if you want to roll for it, <laughs> you can yeah. definitely do. Can I? Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I would call that uh, perception. Okay. Uh, that is a uh, 14. 14, uh, it would be hard for you to say without more information on what the system is. You, I think with a 14, know that it is unlikely that you could do it from space. But if we got close enough, maybe. I definitely That's think it. that there's like a range, but maybe not just aimlessly from outer space. We'd have to get, you know, definitely a little closer. Hmm. And we wouldn't happen to... <laughs> now I'm really just now I'm really just going to ask some questions and see what you say, Jules. Sure, yeah. We I, wouldn't happen to know who was responsible for building the missile, and if anybody um, who was responsible for building the missile was jailed for any reason <laughs> at all. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Uh, you are not a group that has taken a lot of prisoners over the course of this game. Mm. Uh, that being said, you can almost guarantee that it was built by Hal. Um, so anyone that you have in custody that is um, at least affiliated with Hal would probably have some knowledge of that security system. Whether they built it or know how to dismantle it is a, another question entirely. Yeah, I bet you sense. that my, my dad has some connections with... Uh, Oh, some of the scientists and engineers that were working on that that missile. Yeah, but That's he's not with Dungeon One, right? He escaped on a. Yeah, you do not know right? the current location of your father, but I would say that Rain probably knows a good person to ask about that. My mom, or, or your sister. Yeah, my sister. Oh, right. yeah. One. She was one. around. Yeah, let's go. Let's go hassle her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find that little girl. Okay. Um, do you want to sort of pause your plans until you get that information? Or is there anything else you want to sort of nail down now? It sounds like you want to run sort of a general uh, uh, deception game to get this more of this fleet dispersed. Uh, beyond that, any ideas? Would, we, would it be beneficial to let them think we're going to be like us specifically. I still have that card from Zeke um, that he left for me many moons ago. I could use it to tell him I'll be on limbo as just part of the 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 scatter plot, as it were. Yeah, it's like pretending like we were gonna try to somehow get involved in these peace talks. Mm -hmm. I do yeah. like the thought of that because we. We've certainly been acting as if we are like the de facto mouthpiece of the council. So that like seems more credible that we would be trying, like that that would be our plan, you know? Yeah. Also something that's important to keep, like say out loud is 
if we can, I think it's important for us to try and fool Zeke specifically, because if we try to fool just the general how they, I mean, like, I wouldn't underestimate the power of Antithesis's ability to bypass any sort of, like, stealth we're trying to do with our tech. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, but if we can convince Zeke and make him passionate enough that he's right, he might bypass everyone and, you know what I mean, and make a decision. I agree. I think the opportunity to kill me will be irresistible. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe. I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. You're irresistible to kill. Um, cool. Then let's uh, play these two two things then. So um, somebody's going to talk to Rain Wainwright, and mm-hmm. somebody else is going to, a uh, heart, I suppose, is going to go uh, try to talk to Zeke. Correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, Xandar, are you part of either one of these missions, <laughs> or do you have something else in mind? I think... If anything, I'm probably more likely going to be involved in the Zeke deception. Yeah. What, what if I was like, all right, Xander, good luck. And I go with Bart. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Uh, call Zeke. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I set up a call for you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still like racking my brain for some way that we could somehow implement like like a faint within a faint kind of plan, like mm-hmm. making it look like we were trying to deceive them and think that they are like getting the better of us, like seeing through it and then somehow having our like deception yeah. be the, you know, like second deception within the deception. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I know exactly what you mean. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Because <laughs> we want them to think that they figured it out. So yeah. they stop looking into it because they figured it out. But really, there was a secret third layer the whole time. Mm-hmm. I think we, we can't. I think we can't avoid the fact that at the end of the day, what we are try our objective is to sneak onto Homeworld and plug in this antithesis destroying machine, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever we land on, that's what we need to be like zeroing in on. I think knowing the size of that fleet now, there's no way that we're going to be able to brute force our way into anywhere. Right. So I like the idea of like creating all of these separate little distractions and spreading them thin. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's I feel like there's like one more piece of this that is like right in front of it. I can like almost feel it like on the tip of my tongue. I just there is a listener at home screaming yeah, at right. their phone that is like, please <laughs> talk to Artemis. Talk um, to Artemis. <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> please. Okay then. Well, if listeners, okay. if you know, call in um, at yeah, the number seriously. on your screen. <laughs> Please tell us. Be too late. Your thoughts and ideas. That's five 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 heart 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 with an e. Um, let's uh, go with Rain then. So, Rain, you are making your way to speak with uh, your favorite person, uh, Rain Two. And and again, we're trying to get information about. Um, the engineer that created the missile that they have access to, or the cannon? Yeah, any information that she might have on, like, their defenses at Got it. all. Okay. On it. Cool. You can do I it. go to, like, sneak up on her room. You see me, like, like <laughs> sidling the wall. <laughs> all right, Joe, roll are... for stealth. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's actually pretty good. I got a 22. Nice. 
Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, then I will say, yeah, you, um, uh, and uh, she's never really set herself up in a room per se, um, but she does seem to occupy the engineering core almost at all times. And you find like a little area tucked away um, that she's sort of made into like a little crash space, if anything else, but it's not really so much of a room. Um, and as you kind of like sneak up and peek down there, you see that she's like definitely like using um, a device, uh, like a tablet. Um, I'm going to say that you can't really see what she's working on, but she's definitely like working on something. Um, two things. One, is she? does she seem like she's like sneakily working on her or is she just casually working on this, whatever she's working on? Uh, roll insight. Uh, 12. Um, I would say... Uh, that it doesn't seem like she wants... You have not seen that device before, and it does not seem like uh, something that she wants to be seen doing if she's not doing it out, like, in the workshop. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna cast a spell. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cast remote access on her tablet and Ooh, try yeah. and take control of it to see what's going on. What does that do? Uh, so it says, you can use any electronic device within range as if it were in your hands. And this is 120 feet. That's the range. Um, this is not a telekinesis effect. Rather, this spell allows you to simulate a device's mechanical functions electronically. You are able to access only functions that a person using the device manually would be able to access. You can use remote access with only one device at a time. Okay, cool. Um, so there's no safe for that. That just, that just uh, occurs? It just happens. And like yeah, what totally. I want to do, I, I, I don't mind rolling for this, but what I want to do is I just I just want to see it. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to like futz with it too much. Like I just want to get see. what's on the tablet. Well, let's call this then. If you want to do this in a way that is a little bit more subterfuge mm -hmm. uh, give me an arcana check. Yeah. Uh, 19. Oh, nice. yeah. Yeah, you kind of just mirror the screen, right? So you look down at your watch, which, like, pro uh, projects, like, a little screen that you're looking at um, that is mm -hmm. a double of what um, Wainwright is working on. Mm -hmm. You see that she is using um, some sort of encrypted message server, um, so something that someone would use to send encrypted messages back, back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, so you can't really see like who she's talking to or what has been said in the conversation, but you can see her typing out a message that says, um, no, I hate it here. I want to be with you. And, uh, she sends that. Got it. That's all I needed. So I, I, uh, sneak back to the door, I guess, like to, <laughs> to knock on it. <laughs> I don't know oh, how like yeah. close I stealthed up, but if I'm too close, I want it to seem like I just passed by in the hallway. <laughs> you know I'm going to ask you for another stealth check. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is such big sister shit. <laughs> I got a 17. Okay. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to have a roll perception check. <laughs> Um, you creep back to, like, get, uh, to the door to, like, <laughs> mimic, like, uh, stumbling in on the engineering core. Um, and hey. as you back up, um, you hear, who's up there? Uh, no one. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Roll deception? <laughs> 
An eight. <laughs> An eight? Okay, yeah, she's not fucking rolling against that. Um, you see uh, she, like, starts climbing up out of the uh, hole. Hey, look, I can explain. Uh, I just... Look, you've been so cagey with me, and I just... I, I've been looking for an opportunity to bond with you, and I've resorted to this. Uh, look at me. I'm a monster. I'm so sorry. I, like, slouch over. I'm so sorry. Yeah, she comes out of the uh, little hidey hole. Um, she, like, kind of has her arms crossed, and she's, like, scowling at you. And she's like, you don't care about me. No, I do. There's no... I wouldn't climb up in this shitty, dirty, like, great system just to, like hate on you from afar. Like, I I just want to know what you're up to. Yeah. Well, why don't you ask your um guard dog? A guard dog? Heart. What? Well, I, I want to be, I want to be a sister too. You know, they like. They assaulted I, I, me. No, a heart, heart, heart is just trying to keep things in line around here, you know, and, 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 and sometimes, uh, they could be a little aggressive. Sure. But that's, they're a weapon system. You know what I mean? Like that's just, they're, they're learning. You got to give them a break. You're the, you're the big sister in this scenario. All I know is if it ever tries to touch me again, I'll take it apart myself. Well, then I'll just put them back together. You can't try me. Oh, no, don't try me. Don't try me. Don't try it on Hart. I'm, I'm sorry. Look, I, I'm sorry that Hart uh, was being aggressive with you, but um, I just, I, I wanted to make sure you were okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, so what are you up to? I like pick up one of the tools. I'm just figuring out how to make this ship run smooth for a change. Whoever the previous engineer was had no idea what they were doing. She gives you a very pointed look. Damn, I'll have to talk to that person sometime soon. <laughs> anyway, um, I actually, uh, I was, I was curious. You know how a while ago we talked about like doing something special, doing something unique, doing something, you know, that made you you. Okay. Well, I think, I think I've got the perfect opportunity for you. Oh my God! What? So, we're beginning plans to basically save the world yeah, right. and the void. And there's a piece of this puzzle that we're missing. And the only one who has access to that piece is you. I'm listening. Well, I want to know. Do you want to help? Maybe. All right. All right. Play it like that. Okay, that's cool. We'll talk like this. So, <laughs> we we need a little information about the defense system of HAL. It's a little bit too complicated, and getting information on it is a little too difficult, even for someone like me. Shocker. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, um, if you wouldn't mind please helping us gather as much information as possible on this defense system that Hal has. I'm asking you, please. Is that where we're going right now? To Homeworld? You, you seem to have perked up a little bit. Well, if I'm going to be doing research, I need to know what I'm researching. 
Yes, that's the idea right now is to go to Homeworld unless we learn something different that, you know, makes us not want to go to Homeworld like a giant missile that wants to shoot us in the sky. Okay, so you want to go to the place where you're going to be shot out of the sky? I'd like to avoid it as best as possible. (laughs) I'll see what I can do. But, you know, I have so much to work on down here. And if I don't get an apology from your killer robot, I just might not be in the right mental health to do it. If you got this apology from Hart, would it really make you happier? (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Yes. All right. I just say with a smile and without being cagey, I back up out of the, like, grate that I was... (laughs) I go back out the grate and I exit through the pipeline all the way back to the group uh, who is probably preoccupied right now, but I'll try later. Yes, uh, Xandar, you and Hart are trying to contact Zeke. Xandar, are you like going to be on this call with Hart or what's what's your play here? I mean, I probably, if I say anything, I feel like Zeke is going to get cagey and weird, you know? Like, yeah. Then it will feel like, you know, if more than one person's involved, maybe he won't open up the way that he would if he were talking just to Hart alone. Mm. So I'm almost resistant. You know, I don't know if if B, you want to play that, but like, I'm almost resistant to get involved because of that. I do think that Hart would feel more comfortable if you were there, but also agrees that like, I'll do the talking and he doesn't need to know that you're there. Yeah, and I think I just want to try to determine in any way I can what the source of his transmission is mm-hmm. because I, I think that we can assume that you know wherever he's at and wherever these peace talks are you know actually taking place like they're on limbo Zeke's not actually going to be on limbo he's like a hologram guy he's going to be like an avatar in those meetings you classic, know? Hologram right. guy. classic hologram guy <laughs> classic Real hologram guy, guy. Um, and we all know that Xandar hates holograms so uh, I think I want to find out some way to, I don't know if like me and Tanya can try to trace the transmission when we get him on the phone. I feel like if we have that kind of like phone tracing technology in the real world, it's got to be super advanced in the void, right? It's right? got to be. It's got to be, especially because <laughs> you said so. Um, sure. So you and Tanya are going to kind of be like guy in chair for this call trying to trace the call. Keep him on the line. Just keep him yeah. on the line. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, and in fact, I think I like that conceit. I think this will be almost like a death save. Um, three checks. Scary. To like sort like of triangulate okay. this call. Um, and yeah. Hart, you have to keep Zeke talking long enough for those three checks to happen. Okay. Okay. I think I can do that. I'm scared. <laughs> Okay, did I lie at all when I was in um, the memories that I lost? Maybe I'll do deception. Maybe I can get a bonus. <laughs> yeah, no, wait, yeah, a bonus? wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't picked him out yet. <laughs> I can at least cast um, enhance ability on you to give you advantage on like all charisma checks. Yeah. I wonder what the, I don't remember what that's called. I think it's eagle some kind splendor? of animals something. I think it's eagle eagle splendor. splendor. Yeah, I think so. Wow. All right, we'll go with that. Ah! <laughs> That's what it sounds like when I cast. Uh, I'm so nervous. Um, okay. Yeah, you feel this magical charisma washing over you um, as you make this call. Are you doing this like in the captain's quarters? I assume, or yeah. Okay, cool. Probably. 
Yeah, so you call Zeke, and Zeke is a hologram guy, so I think that's what shows up. So sort of in the middle of your war table, the image of like the um, the void map sort of shifts into um, an image of Zeke that you recognize. Um, it seems like you only see like sort of a portion of him, but the image is still three-dimensional. He appears to be like sort of sitting down on top of something, and it looks like he's wearing sort of like a um, hospital gown. Uh-oh. Um, you see that oh. his like head mm. is uh, shaved as like multiple kind of like weird patches, like um almost like bandages, kind of in different spots all over his body. Um, he does not look well. Um, but he answers the call. Heart, <laughs> are you all right? Never better. Didn't think I'd hear from you again. You made it clear you didn't want to hear from me again. I just. I just don't understand why you're being like this. Like what? Why... Why did you have to kill her? You heard about that. Let's do this first check. Um, Xander, I think it's more fun if you roll these rather than Tanya. So I'll oh, say yeah. that um, Tanya will just get advantage of these. Let's call them... <laughs> Let's call nice. these... Uh, we'll call them Deception. I think you're good at Deception, right? That's kind yeah, of your thing. I, I am, yeah. I don't know how good Tanya is. If we're using my, are we using my numbers or hers? Um, we'll use your numbers, and we'll say that uh, Tanya is the sort of directing the tech, and um, you are just sort of being helped by Tanya. So we'll call these deception checks. That works for me. You just have to pass three consecutive ones. These are hard checks, so the DCs are going to be twenty. You need three successes. Three Whoa. failures will end the transmission, regardless of where you're at. Um. But you need Damn. three wins. That's crazy. So my deception modifier truly is ten. So <gasps> okay. it really is just like really death saves because we're just trying throw. to be ten. Wow. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> my stomach is in knots right now. I've never been so nervous. Uh, so let's do that first one. All right, I'm gonna throw the first one. Get in there. That one is a twenty-one. Ooh, we were right. close. We only hit mm-hmm. eleven. <laughs> That's a success. <laughs> um, yeah, Zeke goes on. Of course I heard about it. You know what she meant to me. I would never do something like that to you. You did. She attacked us, and I feel the way about Rain and Xandar the way you felt about her. Rain and Xandar are still alive, for now. Correct. And as long as I am alive, they will remain so. Maybe her. Maybe they will. But maybe not. We could have been friends in all of this. I thought you understood me. <laughs> Can I make a medicine check? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, five? What's he got? Five? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with him, huh? <laughs> um, yeah, five. Uh, he probably just has a cold. Oh, sure. Yeah. I don't really know how. That you know works. the humans, that happens. Yeah, they get ill. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've never seen it, but I believe it. Maybe I did see it. In my uh, no, no, anyway. you're not. You're not an idiot. Listen, like for five years, what I'll tell you, you know that something very serious is going on, uh, but you can't pinpoint exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, I say, uh, there is still time for us to be friends. I don't know how we come back from this. How, how do you feel about me? Uh, 
it was like, for a while, I thought there was maybe somebody out in this void that I could connect with. But now, I'm not so sure. Xander, let's do another one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Keep on the line. Make him talk about Keep him on the line. If there's anything I'm good at, it's getting men to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and that's coming from a robot. And that's coming from a robot. Uh, this one is a 22. <gasps> you just we got a 12. Success and you got this. Moving on up. Ooh, ooh. Oh. I thought I wasn't alone anymore. But I was an idiot to put my trust in someone else. You are still alone. Not for much longer. I thought Antithesis would be a friend to you. Antithesis. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Antithesis is a friend to me. And soon, I'm gonna join him. Where? I'm going to the other side, Hart. I'm getting rid of this useless body. Now I'm gonna be some... something to be afraid of. I wish... it didn't have to be this way. You... never scared me. Um, you see his eyes actually, like, kind of start watering and, like, kind of tears uh, fall out and he, um, uh, kind of starts yelling. Then why... why wouldn't you be with me? Because... I was afraid you would be disappointed with me. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like we got there anyway. Last check, Xander. Oh! Oh! <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Okay, okay, okay. Hopefully the last check. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a 28. Uh, First Tanya of looks over to you and gives you the thumbs up. We got him. Uh, got him. <laughs> uh, I say, um, I had hoped that this would not be how this conversation would go. But I wish you well, Zeke. I'll be seeing you soon, Art. You won't recognize me, but I'll be seeing you. I think I will always recognize you. Hurt. I'm scared. You don't have to do this. I've already gone this far. It can't have been for nothing. Saving your life is not nothing. That's what you don't get, Hurt. I never had a life. Transmission cuts. Well, shit. I look. Um, I look over. Am I good? <laughs> Big smiles and thumbs ups. Um, like, I forgot why we even called him, but we know where he's at. But we know where he's at. And we also know that he is probably some sort of warforged the next time we'll see him. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- th- that conversation kind of gave me the idea that maybe we have some use for the gobbler after all. I'm not as privy to how these AI systems work as you and Rain might be, but it might be a good idea for us to have the Gobbler destroy the AI confluence. That is a good idea. It, it, I don't know what he means by the other side. Joining Antithesis, Antithesis doesn't have a physical body, so 
I wonder if Zeke is trying to upload his consciousness. I don't know if such a thing would be possible. Yeah, and you know, something, t- something about crossing over to the other side, joining antithesis, I mean, these megalomaniac types always return to the scene of the crime. I have to imagine that where antithesis was housed or stored or created or, or what have it, has got to be some kind of a home or have some kind of meaning to him that's going to come back in the end of this. So if Zeke's trying to pull off some kind of move and he's going to the other side of something, I imagine he's doing it via the AI confluence. Affirmative. There must be a connection on Limbo. Perhaps they're planning on a show of force instead of peace. Perhaps. You know his location, however, is Homeworld. It is Homeworld. Interesting. Do we know, um, in Rain's research, I assume that maybe by now you've popped up through the grates? Yeah, we'll set the girls together. <laughs> Heart, I need an apology. I'm sorry. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm about to leave and you're like, wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> um, shit, I forgot I was, oh. Um, uh, What's up? When you did research on thesis and antithesis, was there any information on the location where antithesis was first spawned? If I remember correctly, and Jules, I might need your help, because this is a long time ago. Mm. It's like beginning of the show info, but but it it was created it was created at the actual confluence, right? Or or at what was it? It was the I know I know this. This you gave this to us like before we even started the show. Like this was like six is, notebooks ago. Yeah, this is like <laughs> well, a here, long ass time I, ago. I, I, I will put you out of your misery. Uh, antithesis and thesis were both created within the confluence. Correct. Got yes. it. Okay. Cool. And the confluence that that like physical location is the only one that we know of, right? That's like on correct. Fake the crossing. only one that you know of is the confluence that is installed onto Fake Crossing. Okay, so presumably, yes, that is the place where they will return. Which means perhaps we need to get in touch with those still there. But um, go ahead and why don't you all give me an inside check on that information, though? Okay. Okay. 14. 14. I also got a 14. Oh. Hey. I also got a 14. Whoa. Let's go. Okay, actually, I Podcast guess I do have to reward over. that. So. Yes. <laughs> go directly to jail. The other version of a natural 20 is if you all three happen to roll the same number. <laughs> we roll the same number. It's like slots. <laughs> um, here's what I'll say. You know that the entire sort of uh, plan with the AI confluence and the Hack Olympics was breaking antithesis out of it. Um, it is unlikely that he will try to return to it. He, there's nothing really left there for antithesis. The AI confluence is basically broken. Hmm. Good. Hmm. So then we're probably looking at wherever Zeke's physical body is, which takes us back to Homeworld. Yeah. I'd sure so, like to assassinate him while he's doing those peace talks. It would be cool. <laughs> it would be pretty cool. Assassination then is I'd cool. Be, then I'd be the Assassination hologram. Assassination is cool. <laughs> <laughs> One shot. You are a sniper. All right. So your uh, information sort of updated. I guess the uh, info from Wainwright is pending an apology from Hart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, assuming that's happening. 
Yeah, I can go talk to her. Yeah, let's... Let, I mean, Xander, you can do whatever you want, but I think we should go together. <laughs> just I'll, then, I'll keep I don't just run rubbing my forth. chin and scheming. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> All right, you all make your way back down to engineering, leaving Xandar staring out the window next to the hologram of Orion, both of them rubbing their chins at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody please draw Anna. that. I'm begging you. <laughs> uh, Wainwright is um, now, like, in the workshop proper, is um, doing some uh, something to the engine. Uh, Rainy probably could figure out what, but uh, is just kind of, like, has a part of it open using um, a tool. <laughs> Sparks are coming out. <laughs> Looks very Scary. science. Very threatening. Um, I will wheelie over uh, and say, um, do you have a moment to talk? Uh, she closes the hatch of the uh, component that she's work- working on. She turns to you. Oh. I guess I have a second. Sure. I didn't I realize you asked me for things now. Um, I think that there's just like a moment where like, that just like sounds so much like rain <laughs> that like heart is is kind of like overcome with like just like a like a wave of like <laughs> just like emotion just being like you're just a little kid and and heart uh, heart says yes that is what I wanted to come speak to you about I wanted to apologize I was frightened and concerned and that is not an excuse for the way that I treated you Room for persuasion and do it with advantage because you are still have the eagle's power over you. I do. <laughs> Good call. Ah, I didn't have to use it with ah. Zeke, but I do have to use it with this little girl. Um, persuasion? Uh, 13. Um, she sort of shrugs. Do you think I was mad about that? I do not presume to know, but I would assume that apologies do not happen often. And I wanted to address it before it became a bigger issue. You are a part of our team. Uh, she shrugs, uh, sort of uh, brushes one of her pigtails back. Whatever. And um, she goes back to work. I turn and look at Rain and I'm like, I shrug. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, gonna to tag team in really quick. Cool. And uh, yeah, we clap. And I crouch over. Um, can I see what she's working on? Um, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll investigation. Oh, I fucking rock at these. Kill it. <laughs> 28. Holy shit. You know for a fact she's not really doing much of anything. Um, <laughs> with that 28, you know that she's made some significant improvements to how this engine room sort of functions. Uh, but there's definitely like sort of a limit to how much one could sort of just do. Uh, without, like, new equipment, <laughs> like, you know, replacing things. Um, so she's definitely optimized this engines, but you think she's probably done that months ago and is now just sort of taking parts of it apart and just putting it back together, just kind of, like, for fun. I think part of that maybe reminds you of someone you know, perhaps someone you know personally. <laughs> maybe. Hmm. <laughs> 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 mm. Now we're all stroking our chin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, I I crouch down towards the hatch that she's working on. And I say, look, kid, I know at this point you're pretty much done with this, this system that you're working on right now. And not only are you done with the system, but you're done being stuck on this ship. And what do you mean I know... That? 
What's that? What do you mean by that? Well, if you're anything like me, I have a feeling that you don't like being stuck in one place at one time or for too long. I've only ever been stuck in one place for one time for too long. Where do you want to go? Did you forget that I was born in a prison? No, I remember pretty clearly. And it seems that you're feeling a little cooped up. And you've been doing such great work for the ship. I want to offer you an opportunity to go wherever you want to go. Wherever I want to go? Anywhere. Then I want to go to Homeworld. Great. Well, then I'll make you a deal. You tell us what we need to know about the the systems, and I'll guarantee that you get there. It's a standard Earth-space missile. You won't be able to disable it unless you're on the ground. Any ship that enters the atmosphere around... This general vicinity, she pulls up a map of the um, like the globe, and she sort of like highlights a, a huge chunk of uh, the um, face of it. Um, any ship that crosses the atmosphere in this general zone will get struck down. And so then I move the map around. I'm like, so this little spot right here, we'd possibly be able to move maneuver around. Yes, you could even get a little bit closer. She sort of narrows that area a little bit. If you came down in something a little bit less conspicuous, like um, a landing pod or something like that. I think we still have some of those available. We might be able to get a small group of us in. If if we went, would you want to come with us? I thought that was the deal. All right. That works for me. So if, if you help us maneuver that, then you're free to do whatever you want to do in Homeworld. <laughs> Then I'll prep the landing pod. All right. Let us know when you're ready. It shouldn't take me long. I I go, okay, cool. And I turn to heart and I go, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I give a thumbs up. I'm like, seems good. Yeah. She agreed. I also, I, I do want to ask, um, I'll ask too, um, do you feel comfortable defending yourself? I do not know if you are equipped the same way Rain is in terms of defense. Do you want to find out? Gun? N- n- no. Not in a way that will put you in danger. I think last time the two of us came face to face, I was more than capable of defending myself. Is that a You yes? flash back <laughs> to Dr. Krell's burning face <laughs> yeah. on the ground next to you. Right. I do, I do remember that. That is like, <laughs> but that's what I'm asking. It's like, it's like I, I go, I go, affirmative, you did do a good number of damage on us in an environment in which you were familiar. I'm not scared of anything, if that's what you're asking. Negative. I am only asking if I need to worry about you. No. You should worry about yourself. I will add you to the list. <laughs> and then I wheelie away. That's all. I just want to, I don't know, she wheeled a knife? She's like 10? No, she can't be that young. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you've not seen her carrying, like, a weapon, like a gun or a knife or anything like that, but you do know that she's a caster. Okay. Cool. Um, and, like, Brian, I think you would be able to verify um, that she's actually a pretty high-level caster. Yeah. Uh, before I leave, can I... Let me pull up the spellbook really quick. Um, I want to go up to her really quick, and I want to say, all right, I know you can... I know you can defend yourself, but as part of this deal, my job is to make sure that you get there safely. So let me look at what spells you have. 
fuck you, no. All right, then the deal's off. What do you mean? That's not fair. I'm just saying, my job is to make sure you get there safely. You have to fulfill your part of the bargain and let me do it. I will show you the spells I have prepared when we're on the landing pod. All right, well then how about this? I'm gonna <laughs> just leave this disc right here and if you would like to use it, it would be a smart idea. What and the I hell leave, is this? It's, it, I, I lift it up and it's just like an old school CD that says, <laughs> or like a GameCube CD, like one of those like little tiny ones. Yeah. And it says uh, mage armor. Oh, mage armor? Okay, thank you so much. <laughs> she takes it. Wow, this will save my life. What a great might, clone. It might save your life. Who knows? <laughs> um, she pockets it, uh, rolls her eyes, and goes back to... Um, oh, actually, she picks up all of her stuff, and she moves over to where the landing pods are. Sweet. All right. Um, all right. Uh, one bratty teen down. Uh, back Any to other? the war room. <laughs> um, how do you proceed? <laughs> All right, I think I, I think we have uh, we have a pretty clear idea of how what we're trying to do here. So okay. we're gonna divert um, some of our force. I'm uh, probably the least combat skilled part of our force in like the prisoners from Dungeon One. Okay. Is that a fair assumption to make? Mm -hmm. uh, yes into the plot of trying to lure some of our enemies into Planet Mimic. Okay. I think that we want the Gobbler and whatever of the Dwarven fleet uh, will support us to come with us to Homeworld because if we park the Gobbler outside of Homeworld, that's a pretty big fucking distraction for us to be able to come down on clippers and sort of get in through that whole gap in the security that you guys have kind of figured out and then, mm -hmm. you know, disable that missile system from the ground. Okay. And then I'm going to pitch part three of our plan right now. I'm curious to see how you guys feel about it. Um, it. Do... So, uh, Artemis still has the orb, but the cannon itself has been damaged to the point where it would need to be rebuilt before it was used again, and that would take a lot of time. Artemis does not have the orb. Artemis does not have the orb. Do we have the orb? The dragon no. has the orb. Antithesis took the orb. The dragon has the orb. The okay. dragon has the orb. Okay, well, the orb wasn't as big of a part of this um, <laughs> plan. It was really- Robert turns around and puts a big line through the word orb. <laughs> orb, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like there's like very there's like just random nouns on a whiteboard that uh, <laughs> me and Orion have been just trying to like connect together. Okay, so here's, so here here's what I think Orion and I have devised. Um, they would never. So if if we were to be attending the peace talks, like mm -hmm. I think they're assuming we're gonna want to crash the peace talks on Limbo, they would certainly be anticipating us arriving in the Corsair to do so. Mm -hmm. And our uh, we're sort of um, notorious enough that I think that if if it was telegraphed that we were coming in the Corsair to the peace talks, that we would like they would make some kind of move to like apprehend us or or something, you know, like we, if if we were coming in like oh we're here to talk, whatever we send in the Corsair, we can get enough of our enemies around us so that 
when we reveal that the Corsair actually is just full of explosives <gasps> and it was only Orion on board to trigger it all, mm. that we could A, disrupt those phony peace talks, B, do some real damage to the Githyanki military, which I'm assuming is going to be the force that's going to get closest to us, and C, create an even larger distraction for when we try to slip in on Homeworld. Bombing peace talks. Xantar's plan. <laughs> Bombing peace talks? Question War mark? criminal arc. <laughs> okay, interesting. War criminal double question mark. <laughs> underline, underline. Uh, circle that one. I love it. Um, I think that's I think that's heart as a weapon system and also um, uh, just as a person who loves blowing stuff up. Um, I think that that is a good idea. I also think it's true. Like, they would come apprehend us. We are in trouble. And it's Hal and the Githyanki, two people who hate us. Right, exactly. Right. That's true. So Remember, we can put the, a solid- the council will be present at these talks. Well, we wouldn't send the Corsair to the planet. It would just be like in the atmosphere, right? We would, yeah, I feel like we would approach, you know. Yeah, I don't think like, they would let us even get close. Okay. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to bomb the actual talks themselves. I just want to put the Corsair in a position where it's going to be doing some damage to both Hal and the Githyanki. Go. All right. If I can get that general close enough, where I'm like, if if if, if somehow I work into this plan, like inviting the general on board the Corsair for peace talks with me personally, <laughs> and then I get to and blow him, him up, that would do a lot for my Gitzerai brethren uh, in liberating them from his oppressive uh, rule. That is true. Because that's also that's also a part of Xandar's heart right now. Is like I don't like it when Githyanki flex. Yeah. Fair. Totally fair. Okay, cool. What a wild fucking plan. You All right, so I, was, I love it. Crazy. Crazy. I've been up here stroking my chin for hours. Now there is one fleet that you have not sort of plugged into this plan at all, and that would be the Renegade fleet. Are you leaving them behind? No. No, we definitely want to utilize them in some way. The What does Artemis want to do? Can we ask her? Artemis um has told you as much that she plans to be planet side to get her orb and her dragon back. Yeah, so I assume that well we we can can we call her? She's not on our ship, I assume, but she can be. Can we give her a ring? Sure. Oh, uh, she picks up. Hey, we're getting a little antsy over here. Have you all worked out a plan yet? That's why we were reaching out. We have part of a plan formed, but we wanted to get your input on your participation, your fleet. You will be coming with us, I assume. Oh, I'd never miss a party. <laughs> Are y'all pretty locked into bringing your fleet and showing force at Homeworld? For sure, especially if there are dwarves there to take the brunt of the attack. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't like that attitude. That was a really poor response. We're all working together here. Of uh, course. I'm sorry, former counselor. I can't wait to work with my dwarven brothers and sisters. I'm just like rubbing my eyes. All right. My head. Well, Great. we were just our confirming your RSVP, I suppose. What's the plan exactly? Well, we need to show up at the gates of Homeworld and somehow create a big enough distraction that a couple of us can slip planet side and dis, uh, disengage the planetary defense system. Then have the dwarves lead. My fleet will hang back until the defenses have been taken care of. 
and then we'll move in with a full show of force. That, or we bring your fleet to the front line and send the dwarves elsewhere to do some damage and scatter our enemies a bit more across the void. I don't feel like, like double, double it. Double. If your intention with the renegade fleet is to go to homeworld, then doubling our show of force in one place just doesn't seem wise. You want to take a gamble when they have so much of an advantage? They're going to have an advantage either way. You have to admit that there's no way even with our powers combined we're going to even be a drop in the bucket compared to their fleet. I'm more than a drop in the bucket. Uh, you might have been before, but you've lost your advantage. Careful, Corsair. Just being realistic. It's what good leaders do. <laughs> so what? My fleet gets torn apart while the dwarves twiddle their dicks somewhere else? You are... Uh, better pilots. Perhaps you can give them a run for their money. I don't like the idea of being a scapegoat. Well, you wouldn't be, technically. You would be planetside. You're the, you're the, you're just waiting for us to bring down that defense system and then you're the full-scale attack. I think my idea with the dwarves would then be to send them to somewhere like Dungeon 1 to destroy the prison planet. Why would the dwarves destroy Dungeon 1? Create more chaos. Hmm. Roll persuasion. Uh, oh, that's only a 10. I don't like it. Call me back with something else. The transmission cuts out. Ugh. Uh, well, I have an idea, but I don't know if I want to propose it to her, but I'll propose it to you guys. If, if, if her main concern is ending up as the scapegoat, why don't they just switch ships? We but give the orcs the gobbler. Mm-hmm. And then that way, if they're scapegoated, like, she gets what she wants. But then if they win, they can, you know what I mean? Like, if everything's fine, then they get all the credit. Would the dwarves go for that? We can, I, don't think that I don't think that they would give up the gobbler. I mean, we could ask, but they made a pretty big deal about us bringing it back to them, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we are being like, you want to go park it out front again? Just maybe hey. we'll get shot this time. Y'all mind if we <laughs> fool you twice? <laughs> 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 well, that's, um, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe I don't we, know. I'm, go ahead. Well, perhaps we'll be able to make a better judgment call when we have a visual of the situation. Yeah, at the end of the day, I really, I just really don't like doubling up our, our forces when we don't need to. It, it, we're, we're not going to win a war one-on-one -on -one anyway, so we shouldn't be trying to match any fleet size or anything like that. Our powers and our, our what we have at our disposal is better used trying to spread our enemy as thin as possible so that they're not concentrated in one place. By putting more of our fleet in one place, all we're doing is creating an equal and opposite reaction. Do you want to try contacting Counselor Point Break? That might be a good idea. Yeah. Just to get his take on the situation. Right. Okay. Uh, Tanya will connect to you. Um, we'll see uh, that you brief him on most of your plan, uh, but specifically he's interested to know how the gobbler is going to be used. Sounds solid enough. Not sure about bombing peace talks, but <laughs> that part I don't need to be concerned about. The dwarves won't be there. Yeah, the only piece of this puzzle that we haven't put together yet is I don't know the best way to use the gobbler, whether that be to use it as the big-ass distraction that it is at the enemy's gates on Homeworld or to use it to maybe 
do what it's intended and gobble up some of Dungeon 1. Destroy Dungeon 1? Yeah, that's right. I mean, we ain't using it anymore. As far as we're concerned, it's been turned into a hotbed of uh, breeding the enemy. It's still council property. I don't like the looks of dwarves destroying council property. Hmm. Oh, if I'm to be totally frank with you, I don't like the direction that the council's been taken in general. I mean, this council sure is entertaining a lot of ideas that got us into this mess in the first place, don't you think? You're suggesting a coup? I am suggesting a bit of a coup. Uh, I suppose it would more be a disillusion of all forces involved to sort of create an equal playing field. Oh. No one faction should be in charge here. However, however, we need to show them that we will. Ooh, okay. That is a 21. Mm. A coup, you say? I suppose the doors could destroy Dungeon 1, but that'll bring a lot of heat down on the stone. So we'll need to hold Fay Crossing while we do it. You're right. We'll take advantage of the peace talks. I'll send a portion of my forces to secure Fay Crossing in the name of the dwarves, and we'll destroy Dungeon 1 in the process. I'm behind you. <laughs> I appreciate your help. You've just started a major conflict, Counselor. Hopefully by the end of it, I'll have resolved one as well. <laughs> well, good luck on Homeworld, then. I'll have some elves to worry about. It's about time we teach them a thing or two about dwarven resilience. Thank you. Uh, he cuts out. I thumbs up. Yeah, that, that was, went really well. I like that guy. I like that guy. And just so you know the full scope of what you've just done is you've sort of, like planted the idea of the dwarves seizing control of Fae Crossing into yeah. uh, that man's head, which would likely cause a conflict between the dwarves and the elves. Uh, whether or not you want to see the how that resolves, I guess, is up to you, but... Yeah, well, well we don't elves, know we're gonna... The elves tomorrow. have been in power for a really long time, so maybe they Let's can go. start taking a step back to some other Yeah, reason. maybe they Let's just, like, go. take, like, a little break, you know? Mm, yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Um, I will also <laughs> know, um, I, I will say that this is probably something that you would have um, found a way at least to uh, rectify before this happens. But your mother, Rain, is currently on Dungeon One. Oh yeah, right. I mean, I, I figured, <laughs> I figured we would evacuate her, right, Xandar? Uh. Uh yeah right. right. I'm like I'm like texting Jonathan like you up <laughs> question mark. <laughs> yeah Jonathan. But it, it might be it might be useful to let them know what we're planning to get out of there because Sloan is still there too right. Mm -hmm. Uh correct yeah all those people are still there yeah. Mm, that's right we do still have allies on the on the dungeon one don't we. <laughs> yeah. Call them back. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we should put them, we should put them then on, first of all, abolish prisons. It should have been destroyed years about ago. To. Second yeah. of all, we could just have your mom and Sloane and Jonathan get on the ships with the engineers and the hackers that we're sending elsewhere yep. so that they're just not there. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, so, is, is so there any way that we can try amend, to evacuate them? I will amend what you have asked 
a point break to do is evacuate Dungeon 1 and then destroy it, not simply destroy yes. Dungeon 1. Correct. Yeah. Which was yeah. fully what he was going to do, was just launch a few missiles and wipe <laughs> it off the face of the void yeah. and anyone inside of it. Right. <laughs> no, get those, get that MILF out of there. And then you can get that MILF out of there. <laughs> I suppose uh, a, bo- a boon to that, if we were able to set, if there were any like volunteers of our former prisoner army that wanted to act as like, you know, part of that, who would know how to sneak people out or whatever, like kind of know the ins and outs of the place to help expedite that retreat. Yeah, Sloan would. Um, well, we'll say that you have sort of like kicked that into motion, and it'll break down the way it breaks down. Um, he's yeah. going to uh, go the extra mile to evacuate as many of the prisoners as he can. Um, but, uh, you may have just started something. Um, great. So that leaves the renegade fleet. Um, (laughs) are you calling them back? (laughs) No, I don't think we need to convince them. I think they're going to show up either way. There's no way that they're not headed with their full force straight to homeworld. And I think we don't need to put work into wooing them at this point. You know, Mm -hmm. we can... What, what else are they possibly going to do except for try to get Artemis's dragon and this orb back and try to get back for, like, the embarrassment that has been brought upon them, you know? Like, mm-hmm. of course they're going to just be reactionary in attack. I don't think we need to convince them to. Okay. Um, then... Uh-huh. I think I have your plan as it stands. Um, you have the dwarves attacking on, uh, the... Council headquarters on Fake Crossing, as well as in Dungeon One, mm-hmm. um, you are have attempted to kind of convince that your ship is going to be going to the peace talks, which leads me to my next question: of what ship are you taking to Homeworld? We can, I guess, we can ask Artemis if she can give us the ride. Oh, Call her back. Call her back. Oh yeah. I, well, I mean, I assumed we were going Planet Side and Hawk's Clipper. Uh, yeah, you could take the Clipper all the way there. It's not going to cover as much ground, but um, you could you could do that if you want to pile your force into the Clipper and take that all the way to Homeworld. Yeah, I mean, what it really is just the four of us, including Rain too, right? And then yeah, Hawk and she- Donnie. Isn't Rain 2 creating the, the pod or whatever, the escape pod? Oh, yeah, we were going to get there through a pod. Right? That was the original plan. <laughs> so she was working on that. Uh, but the pod but is very was, much attached to your ship. Yeah, I was going to say that seems like it is assuming that we're taking the Corsair. So mm. maybe we do need to call Artemis back and be like, you want to get there? We want to get there. Yeah, let's do this, baby. Yeah, but I don't know. Rain, do you mind talking to her? Because I feel like I'm kind of on her shit list right now. Yeah, I'll try. (laughs) Me, the most persuasive one of the group. Give me a shot. Put her on the line. I've kicked my feet up. Smoke a cigar. Artemis back. Oh, the cigars are back. We haven't seen those in a while. I know. It's been a long time. I've been stressed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Artemis pops back on. Hey, Scout. It's been a while. Hey, you're right. I think I feel like I've heard you say that before. Hey, listen. Uh, sorry, things ended kind of tense earlier. Uh, you know, we're we're still working through some stuff, and you know how those things go. It's just, you know, until there's a plan that's solidified, things get a little tense. So we're we're so sorry about that. But uh, we are definitely gonna go through with the plan of heading toward towards homeworld. We definitely need you to come with. So, uh, so yeah, I guess we'll see you there. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Last we talked, there was a equation that I'm still not sure of the solution to. Uh, what was that again? The, Who's uh, leading this attack on Homeworld? Right, right. Yeah, see, uh, here's the thing. I look over at the group, and I look at her, and I say, we we kind of uh, pulled a fast one over over the uh, the gobbler team. Okay. You see, we uh, they're gonna be taking out the they're gonna be taking out Dungeon One, and uh, it's gonna look pretty bad for them. And uh, in order to convince them to follow through with it, we need your team to be 100% committed to this, this region. Why are the dwarves taking out Dungeon 1? They helped build it. I mean, it, it, you know, it's nitty-gritty details. There's not a lot, of, a lot of time in the day. I look at my watch. Um, but... Uh, Why do I get the impression that you're trying to fuck me? Uh, well, I mean, take it easy. I... Uh, you know, I, I, I just think that, um, help, help, help. Xander, <laughs> like, like, starts tugging at Rain's sleeve a little bit and, like, like motions for Rain to, like, yeah, yeah. put her hand over the receiver and cover it for a second. I'm like, Rain, try to convince her or at least uh, share with her the fact that we're sending the dwarves. We pulled a fast one over on the dwarves and convinced them to attack the elves at Fae Crossing. Mm-hmm. Orcs hate elves. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Everybody knows this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot What's to mention. What's going on over there? No, I, I, sorry. You know, it's Hi. really stressful lately. I forgot <laughs> to mention. We're all here. I'm sorry. We're all here. Oh, my God. Uh, so Xandar brought up a very important detail. Uh, the, they're going to be attacking the elves on Dungeon 1. And, and at Fae Crossing. And at Fae Crossing. They're going to basically, uh, hold Fae Crossing hostage and, and take power away from the elves. How does that help us get my orb back? Well... You will be there on Homeworld to get your orb back. It's going to be a pretty big, uh, big deal, you know. When they when they're doing that, that's going to get a lot of attention, and it, it, I honestly, I think it'll make your job a lot easier. Uh, roll for persuasion. And what if? <laughs> and what if? And what if we delivered Hestia to you? <gasps> I'm listening. In well. exchange for heading the attack on Homeworld, we will deliver Hestia to the orcs. We get Hestia and we get the orb. No questions asked. Deal. All right. Then we'll follow the Corsair's lead. I put my persuasion dice away. Well, <laughs> that's just the thing. So we're going to send the Corsair someone else, so we kind of need you to pick us up. <laughs> Your entire crew. Uh, no, just four no. of us. Well, some of them will need to go somewhere, surely. Yeah, that's right. So we'll try we to can't send... can't blow them up. I guess we need to send the rest of the crew of the ship elsewhere, but... As far as the uh, freeloaders coming to uh, Homeworld with you, it's just four of us. I want to make myself very clear. I don't like the way you all do business, but I don't have a lot of options right now. Affirmative. Fine. We'll take your crew. And I'll escort you myself to Homeworld. Hooray! Yay! Thank, thank you. you. Don't thank me yet. 
fan of yours? It better work. It will. Okay, bye. And that's where we'll stop. Oh my god, there's no uh, more straws for me to grasp. Yeah. These, these so funny. Situations oh my stress god. me the hell out. We'll give you Hestia. <laughs> that's all y'all, those are, y'all pulled some wild, wild straws in <laughs> Yes, we did. Uh, okay, cool. So <laughs> chaos. Um, if people want to uh, plan uh, uh, galactic wide destruction with us, be where can they find us? Where else can you plan galactic wide destruction except for social media? You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Reddit. And Patreon and our website at the pod has been cast. And you can find us on Twitter and TikTok at the PHB cast. Period. That's all I have to say. Nice. Carlos, are there any war criminals out there we need to be saying thank you to? Yeah, we're going to say thank you to uh, One Shot Network. Uh, Jules <laughs> did a couple episodes with them. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's episode 491 and 492, right? Yeah, that's right. Be a four, yes. Yeah, it definitely just, just, starts at 491. <laughs> yeah, just just go to 491. It's called Into the Wizard's Tower, episode one. Jules is on it. Fantastic. Uh, and we just love that team a lot. So give them some love, please. Great people. Great people. Um, You know, if I was going to guest star on any other podcast, uh, there'd be one near the top of my list. And that would be the... Oh, 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 podcast. Yes, it's the podcast within the podcast. And this podcast is just the names, the names of these beautiful people <laughs> on repeat for 70 hours. And Ooh. that's how many times I'm going to say them right now. So strap in, folks. I'm talking about, oh, oh, wait. What is this? Uh, incoming transmission. Huh? Uh, hold on, let me decode it. Uh, it looks like, yes, a new statue has arrived in the Hall of Patrons. It's oh, just patrons. a, it's, it's, it's a beautiful marble sculpted body, a, a, a suspiciously small ass, but very yes. well endowed in the front. Wow. Yes, it's Omar A. Omar, Omar. A has joined the Hall of Patrons. Thank you, all of our A, uh, for joining the Hall of Patrons. Um, You join the likes of such other heroes of myth and legend as Emily B., Luca, Eric Payne, Desmond Universe, Warren Daly, Jonathan Niatsky, Arlo Howard, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Olives, Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Matt Hunter, Sam Weissman-Holler, Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimbal, Time Turner, Aaron Sillick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S, Ray Strong, Nick Bromley, and of course my big brother one. Um, God, these, some of these names have just been with us for so long and they just fill so my long. cockles with warmth. My cockles mm-hmm. are fully warm. Cockles, cockles. You can be like these Patreons and named in the Hall mm-hmm. of Patrons. Um, hop on oh, over to patreon.com slash our show. I don't know. The pod has been cast probably. The pod has been cast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, sign up at any tier you feel comfortable with. Hey, you know, you don't have to give us money. Just give us a listen. Maybe give us a five-star review. Whatever you can do goes a long way. Uh, mm-hmm. The thing I usually say about grassroots podcasts, I don't know, all that good stuff. Hey. Just help us out. Uh, there's only one person that I ever want to help out, though, whether they need uh, 
just a spot of, uh, a little bit of lemonade. <laughs> spot of tea. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. And Arnold Palmer. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one place that serves Arnold Palmer's, and that's Robert's Corner. <laughs> Have we talked about The Last of Us on this thing yet? I haven't watched last night's episode. I haven't watched last night's okay. episode, so you can't talk about that one. No, 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 no. Obviously, no spoilers. Obviously. No spoilers. Um, come on. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's talk I've about just, it. I've just been very surprised by the quality of mm-hmm. that program. So it's a good program. Yeah. I know everyone's watching it, but, you know, that's what I'm plugging. If anybody out there knows how to get me in contact with Pedro Pascal, please let oh me God. know. Or if somebody knows how I can get in contact with his ass. Yeah. I hope he doesn't hear that. <laughs> All right. All right. No, it's a beautiful show. My favorite Audi Roberts Corner. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>